fellas, it is the ninth annual Wattati Awards. That's a horrible sentence. Yikes. Nine times! Nine times. Can you believe it? Look at us. Does that mean next year we have to do a decade in review? It'll be our nine-year anniversary this year mm-hmm. in April. And yeah, our 10th Wattatties. How does it feel to be a Wattati daddy to this beautiful nine-year-old boy? Aw. <laughs> That sounded filthy, but I'll, <laughs> I'll say it felt really good. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I'm a Wattati daddy. Call me a Wattati daddy. Call me a Wattati daddy. My new podcast coming to Spotify. <laughs> Call me Wattati daddy. Oh, my Lord. Um, <laughs> There's a good reference. Does your fiance listen to call her daddy? That the, yeah, call her daddy, right? Call her daddy. She has. Okay. I wouldn't say she listens to it, though, no. She's not a regular listener. No. Have you listened to that? I, I dip in. I see what's going on on the other side of the fence. I don't like it. Well, explain this to a layman. Uh, call Her Daddy is a podcast um, hosted by... Alex Cooper? Alex Cooper. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's a podcast about women things. They talk about uh, women problems. You would know more than me, right? You probably are in the car when Abby's listening to oh, it or yeah, whatever. I know, yeah. all, I know all about these women problems you speak of. They're fascinating. Can you give us some examples of some? Uh, men? Th- well, <laughs> men, yes. <laughs> big one. Huge one. Uh, I don't know. She talks a lot about how stupid weddings are, yet she's going to have one anyway. I, I feel like um, uh, cunnilingus it. is a big topic at times. You know, Have uh, you... Have you <laughs> cunnilingus <laughs> tips. Wait, cunnilingus is tips a big... Tips and one. tricks. Frequently I, asked questions. Is that on there a lot? That was my... Like, okay, I'll be honest. I, I have not listened to the show in a number of years. But when the show was first... Start, I think it was on Barstool. Yes, it was. I was gonna sound, uh, this sounds like episode one kind of shit that you're that, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think show. that was the, the gist of the show was let's take locker room talk. Let's take male locker room talk and apply it to a female-centric audience Yeah, was the idea. So we're going to talk about our one-night stands and you know things of that nature. And I think as the show has evolved and gotten to be one of the most popular podcasts on the internet – you know, major select like the Kardashians are going on the show, or whatever, and they're talking about I think more tame, mature things. Okay. Again, I don't know what Abby goes to the show looking for these days, but I don't think she goes to the show is the okay. problem. Okay. She doesn't have the best inside knowledge anymore. Oh, uh, right. You know, maybe about at a how time. women think. Exactly. No, yeah. no, she has no idea how women. She has think. no idea anymore. She, <laughs> I don't think she actually knows how women think. To be perfectly frank with you. <laughs> Of all, of all, if, if you're going to ask any woman how women think, I would not ask Abby that question. <laughs> it's the ninth annual Wid Taddy Awards. <laughs> this is a thing that we have done nine times now. It's pretty crazy. Every year we award the best and brightest of the past year of why is this a thing? Movies and television shows. All of the things that we watched since January 1st. We uh, uh, nominate them for a bunch of silly awards. The nominating committee put them together. A anonymous cabal of ne'er-do-wells and hooligans who assemble. It's a highly secretive society that these people run. And they hand us these envelopes. And in the envelopes are awards. And I'm going to read the awards. And we're going to give a winner in each of the main categories. This was made by what? Like the Bilderberg people? Yeah. It's shocking how many of these people you will see on the upcoming Epstein document leak oh, in a couple of days? Wow. When the docs are unsealed, some members of the nominating committee may be on them. 
That's a concerning sentence. <laughs> well, we're very happy that they provided us with this list. Right, before <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I want to apologize prior to us getting going because I'm hyper low energy right now because I'm getting a little seasonal sick. Yeah, so how about we turn that around? What bud? do you want me to do? Well, I'm going to give you some presents now, so hopefully this will brighten your mood a bit. Is there cocaine in there? Open your sinuses as you open your presents. <laughs> as out. we all know, cocaine is great for the sinuses, Nick. <laughs> Well, mine is filled with anthrax, but oh. that's all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So before then, guess what? It's the return of a bit. Oh, no. After, I think, two short years away, the gift swap is back. It's fucking Christmas morning. So we got each other presents. I, I think we say this every year. But to be honest with you, this episode is for us. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Very much. We don't, we don't. And it's funny because we probably put more effort into this episode than any other one. Fact. This one is to. just for us. Yes. That's right. I want to mention, I got a, a review from a friend of mine who listened to the podcast. He listened to our Bar- Barbenheimer podcast. Great. And, uh, and he was before like, you say anything, how about you tell him to put that review on the old iTunes oh, over there? It would help the algorithm. That is true. I'll All have right. to How about up. you send him in that direction? Same amount of characters sent in that text message. Okay. Put on the old iTunes, and how about you hit a five-star? Let's hope he's listening. William Wyatt Bosworth, if you're listening mm. right now, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do exactly what Nico said. And, and anyone else that happens to be listening and would like to voice their opinion on the show. I don't know if it'd be a five-star review, though. He said it was very good. I just wish you guys didn't talk about nothing at the beginning of the, <laughs> the episode. Well. It's like, well, Wyatt, that's just kind of what we do. I'm sorry. I'm unhappy to report that that will remain unchanged <laughs> in the new year. <laughs> That's how we weed out the incels. <laughs> yeah, William. <laughs> I wasn't calling him one. He listened to the whole thing. Sounded like you were. Yeah. No. Five-star review. Four-star review will allow. Three stars, think twice. Okay. Uh, two and one, go fuck yourself. Yep. Yeah, go make your own podcast before you start. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah! Make two-star go, make, go make your own fucking podcast. You make your own fake award show that you've done nine years in a row for an audience of 10 people. <laughs> a podcast takes a lot of time. <laughs> sure does. It sure fucking does. Oh, my God. Uh, who wants to open the presents first? Me. Okay. Well, actually, my only request is that Nico open his before you open yours, Adam, of the ones that I presented. Okay. Okay. So how about I open Nick's first? And then you can open Nick's. Okay. okay. For both of you, I, I got you guys some gifts to represent your favorite people, your favorite person of the year. It is a giant box, by the way, that this thing is. And I've been, we, we hung out last week when Nick was in town. Nick is no longer in town. No. But he gave me these gifts, and they've been sitting in my closet. And my cats have been attempting to unwrap it all week long. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, okay. This, this is, is a gift bag worth of goodies here. Oh, what? All right, let's start with this bucket. It contains a, a human head. Paper. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no, what did he do? Well, the first thing Ooh. is <laughs> Take that shit to the gym. <laughs> Of the American box office, yeah. 
you know, one of the big box office success stories of the year. Forget Barbie, <laughs> forget Oppenheimer, but was the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Mm. And this appears to be a an official licensed Eras Tour cup from I imagine AMC Theaters. Is this right? Is that what this, this is? This is a Cinemark. That is the Cinemark edition. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I hate this. I don't like this at all. It's also <laughs> Taylor Swift's Aristor aluminum popcorn bowl. You got to take it to every movie now. Uh, that is your popcorn bowl. Oh, my God. Along with... <laughs> oh, Jesus. And all too well... Ooh, Ooh, what an ornament. That's an ornament, right? I imagine. Yeah, it's got the re- red scarf and everything. It's got the red scarf and it everything. Does. Is that the actual red scarf? That is the red scarf. Oh, wow. my God. I don't know if you know, but in real life, Taylor Swift is very small. <laughs> <laughs> that is the red scarf. <laughs> I mean, that's I don't even that's know what amazing. to say to this. That's incredible. Uh, also, some oh, some Taylor Swift t- uh, uh, stickers. Okay. Including, I guess, what is this? Her diary, and uh, there you go, picture Tay Tay. Lovely. <laughs> um, and there's more. <gasps> oh. Is all the same theme, Nick? No. <laughs> and no. Suddenly not... shift. Okay. Oh, is, oh no. Way. Oh no, we're not shifting. Oh boy. <laughs> Midnight's on vinyl. Fuck. Lavender edition. <laughs> <laughs> available only at Target. I saw so many of these fucking things at Target, by the way. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm just digesting all of this. I don't have... I No, I do have a record player, but I don't use it. I guess now that's time to... Now you can bust it out, or you can hang it up on the wall. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it feels soft. I wonder what this could be. Oh, my God. What is it? <laughs> I mean, congratulations on Christmas shopping for my sister, by the way. <laughs> the greatest gonna... re-gift. Love it. The greatest all... re-gift. I got, I got the next five birthdays <laughs> taken care of. Oh, man. Ew. Oh, that is foul. Oh, no. <laughs> It's a football t-shirt with the number 87 in Chiefs colors, and it doesn't say Travis Kelsey. It says, go Taylor's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, I mean. You're welcome. Wow. I I, uh, I can't thank you enough, Nick. Wow. Because you've saved me so much money come May 30th when my sister turns 21. <laughs> First off, you're not supposed to tell people when you're re-gifting. You're supposed to kind of keep that to yourself. It's just a politeness thing. Jeez. Secondly, I spent so much time painstakingly putting this gift together. I mean, and you did an incredible job. How would you grade Nick's bit so far, Adam? Oh boy, twelve. Uh, yeah, yeah, out of a. I'll, 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 I won't tell you what, what it's out of, but I'll just say twelve. The scale is a mystery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Nick, if that's the appropriate phrase. Yes. You're very welcome. I, I never want to go to a movie with you without you bringing your popcorn tin. Well, there is uh, a gift coming up in my stupid podcast bit that may pair nicely with that popcorn tin. <laughs> All right. 
Very we'll good. get to that in a bit. So did you do a, an actual bit for your gifts? Because I just rushed mine and got you, <laughs> got you a bunch of like actual gifts you might like. What else is new? Yeah. <laughs> How about you open Nick's? Okay, I'll open mine. Let's see what that The king is. of the bit here, Adam. <laughs> All right, what the fuck is this? Here we go. Oh, no. 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 These are all individually wrapped, by the way. I want to just admire the amount of work put into the wrapping alone. Oh my god, another ornament. This is not an. I this this goes on the fridge. I think it's a magnet. This is beautiful. Look at this. Bless this nest. You fuck. <laughs> you got him the Nick Cage bag. I got the Nick Cage bag, motherfucker. You got me Taylor Swift shit, and you got him Nick Cage shit. Oh, I'm so well, happy. You always talk about how Taylor Swift is the greatest artist of our generation. So I figured you really liked her. You fucking bastard. All I know is that if I asked either of you who's the greatest <laughs> artist of our generation, you would say Taylor Swift, and he would say Nick Cage. Exactly right. <laughs> Let me fucking see that bag. Take this. That's an amazing. There's a. It's Nick Cage is like a bird. Is some kind yes. of bird. I think he's. A supposed to be a seagull i think those feet indicate that he's a seagull it's another like it, what is it? it's like a branch this is like a piece of a branch yeah it's it's like a, a thin like slice of a log right right and they wood burned uh a bird tending to their nest but instead of a bird's head it is nicholas cage's head and, and then there's two eggs and instead of eggs they're two nicholas two, cages yes two little nick cage yeah. babies oh my god that is fantastic <laughs> What in the holy hell kind of a gift is this? It's beautiful. It's beautiful, Nick. I love it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Next one. I cannot believe this. Uh, <laughs> All you have to do is denounce Taylor Swift. What the fuck is that? <laughs> is this a 3D printed Nick Cage pickle? <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of the Christmas pickle? <laughs> yes. That you put on your Christmas tree? Yes, this is a pickless cage. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh my god. This is this is way too phallic, by the way. I don't I don't feel comfortable holding that. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> this is like the cruelest bit <laughs> in the history of this podcast. Maybe if you weren't such a big I, Taylor Swift fan. I really thought Nico was gonna enjoy his gift genuinely. I thought he was gonna enjoy it a lot. Well now, so now I'm a little shook. Now there's a little bit of spite going around. I mean, like I might like jump him in my driveway after this. No. To- get all this stuff i am so excited every year i get to put the nick cage pickle on the tree it's incredible that is beautiful oh i think i got a movie so yeah nico i know how much you love taylor's music so i got you a record and i got adam a film sure what film is it here we go opening up the film it is ha ha <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> what that is amazing <laughs> I got you Nicolas Cage's favorite film. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, my God. A Blu-ray restoration of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. That's incredible. This is one of the wow. coolest This is one of the coolest Blu-rays I now own. Let me see that. Show. That is amazing. Let me fucking see that. Wow. Wow, what a gift. What a gift. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Got to preserve film, Nico. Got to preserve film. And I have here. to preserve vinyl. I mean, I'm Clearly. doing important work over here as well. There we go. That's right. That's right. Right. Oh, and of course, of course, we got to I can't shirt. believe I need to now become a vinyl head. 
to like justify <laughs> why the hell you have that thing. I have to like start wearing plaid and like fucking. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> last last gift oh. and, and of course it is a shirt no way look at this shirt <laughs> how does that exist oh my god <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that is just <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> these are the eras <laughs> these are the eras <laughs> All the errors of Nick Cage. You want to explain this one? I mean, there's nothing to explain. It's the Taylor Swift Eras Tour poster, I guess, for the movie and for the tour. Except it's Nick Cage. It's all pictures of Nick Cage in the little colored boxes. The better Eras Tour, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you very much, Nick. I want that so bad. It's mine. I want to wear that every day. It's mine now, bitch. I thought you liked Taylor Swift. I'm very confused by your reaction, Nico. I think she's personally a hack. That's the term I would use. <laughs> Have you flipped on Taylor Swift? I, I honestly. Oh, no. When did this happen? I honestly think. <laughs> if I asked you, if I asked you a couple days ago, this would not have been a response. <laughs> this is. I can't believe I fucking midnight. What am I going to do with this? I'm going to play this? Are you kidding? I'm going to dust off my record player from the 80s with a fucking loose aux cord? Oh. The needle doesn't even fucking work? Oh, that's too bad. That is too bad, Nico. Adam has to find a Blu-ray player. I mean. I got my Xbox. So you're good. So I'm good. I'm all set. I will be watching a classic silent film in the coming it's days. too bad the Xbox doesn't have a... Uh... A vinyl. That's true. Really, really, the, the the biggest issue with these modern gaming consoles is the is the lack of a turntable. <laughs> um, you lost this one. I mean, I've lo- it's the biggest L I've ever taken in the history of this podcast. You even got one extra gift on Adam. I mean, it's true. Well done. I mean, a bit of rhetorical warfare, the likes of which I've never seen before by Nick on this gift giving exercise. I mean, truly incredible. I'm baffled at it. I mean, truly like genius. I thought for sure Nico was going to come away from this. An amazing gambit, honestly. I mean, (laughs) would you call it the queen, the queen's gambit, perhaps? I I would call it Queen Tay Tay's gambit. Yeah, I would. You opened up Taylor's gambit. You opened up your defenses a little too early there, uh, Nico. (laughs) And just Nick just came in. I want that pickle so bad. No, it's my pickle. <laughs> oh my! I'm opening Adam's gift now. Yes, you okay. got. You guys got actual gifts you might actually like. You got books. Oh, I got a book. Yeah, you got a book. You both got books. It's Taylor Swift's biography. Wow. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. To bring your spirits up a little bit. It's Taylor Swift's autobiography. No, <laughs> it is uh, American Prometheus. Ooh. Triumph and Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer. That's correct. Was turned into a major motion picture. Maybe you heard of it? Never seen it. Barbie? Um, I obviously, ever since seeing the movie, have been wanting to read this, but then I'm like, ah. I don't have three years of my life to devote to this, but maybe now I do. There you go. Because it is a dense tome. It is a little. Oh my God, that book is thick. It is thick. I think it's like approaching 600 pages. It's, it's almost Dune length, Nick. Jeez. Yeah. That's your own personal Dune. I hope you're happy. I am very happy, and I'm really excited to read it. 
I'm really excited to read it. Thank you very much for that. That's a great gift. <laughs> wow. This is a <laughs> copy of Dune Messiah. Yeah, it by is. Frank Herbert. A deluxe your, your, edition. <laughs> the deluxe edition. What does that mean, the deluxe edition? Do they fit more Dune in there? What do they do? <laughs> I, they, well, I looked at I looked at it prior, and I'm like, it's just lots of really nice drawings and, and stuff. Oh, okay. That's sick. That's sick. I was like, how can you fit more Dune in Dune? I feel like Dune's already pretty full. It's a little challenging. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough feat to fit more Dune in there. By the way, small book, so. See, I've heard that there are differing opinions. There is only read Dune. Don't bother with the rest. Then there's only read Dune and Dune Messiah. And then I've heard, well, no, you got to finish the trilogy. And then I've heard, well, you got to finish the six that Frank wrote or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then some people say, no, no, no you got to read the ones that his son wrote, too. So there's a lot of differing opinions. Really, what I'm hearing is it's OK to stop at any point. It is. <laughs> I, Dune. I would say you can. Does that apply to the movies as well? Well, not now. No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Not when you've seen you half of the part movie. part one and not finish part two. <laughs> you've been waiting to finish this movie for two years, dude. <laughs> Dune Sember coming soon, by the way. That's true. The triumphant return to the podcast. Another bit. Yeah. Another yeah. bit returns in 2024. For the record, Nick, I, I would argue you could actually stop the story that you probably care about the most after Messiah, if you want to, because that's the end of Paul's story, essentially. Even He is in the third book, but it's not really about him. Okay, ready for my little stupid bit here? I mean, I feel like it's all such a moot point now because Nick got me Midnight's on fucking vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the fucking cabinet of Dr. Caligari. <laughs> and an ornament with fucking... <laughs> the red scarf on it. I can hang Maggie Gyllenhaal's fucking scarf up. <laughs> Every year around the holidays. Here's the bit. Uh, I have five... <laughs> Coupons here. Oh, coupons. Wait, wait, we're not even doing like bets or lotto tickets coupons. anymore. It's just coupons. We're coupons now. over here. Yeah, it's like a buy one, get one at Jersey Mike's. <laughs> no, there are five torture Nico coupons. Ooh, hell yeah. Ooh. Five of them. All of them can be redeemed this year. They expire December 31st, 2024. So use them while you have them. Okay. Okay. Five coupons. They will be distributed between the two of you if you can answer a series of trivia questions about me. The better you know me, the more apt you are to torture me in the coming new year. And some of these are really good. So don't miss out a chance to redeem them. Are you ready? I'll give it a shot. We'll start with Adam. And by the way, you answer the question, and if you get it wrong, obviously your opponent can steal and get the coupon. Okay. Okay. Uh, Adam. Yes. When's my birthday? August. Sixteen. Wrong, Nick. I, I also I, when he said August, I was like, "Shit, he stole my thunder." It's got. I know it's it's, it's August, right? It's August. Pretty sure it's August. I'm it's pretty sure it's August twenty third. <laughs> Wrong. Back to Adam. Uh, oh god. Shit. Oh come on. We're just gonna keep oh, going. I on don't days. like this. <laughs> August. Uh, can I phone a friend? You may not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. I. August. What did Nick say? Twenty. 23rd? What'd you say? Yeah. August 19th. Ah, Nick. Fuck. 24. No, Adam. 
he's August 22nd. You're out of my will. Nick. Fuck. 25. Disown you as a friend. Adam. August 21st. Wrong. Nick. 26. I thought we were brothers, Nick. Adam. 28th. Wrong. Nick. 27. No longer the best man at my wedding. Adam. Okay. 29. No. Nick. August 12th. No, Adam! Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> are we even in the right month? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say, what are we doing? <laughs> we got to go through 365 fucking days. <laughs> uh, August, August. Um, um, it's, it's obviously August 30th. You fall, Nick! 13. No, Adam! 16. No, you guessed that already. That was your first guess. <laughs> I don't 14. know. No, Adam. Uh, 11. No, Nick. 15. 15. What the <laughs> hell? <Woo! laughs> you I guessed every fucking thing. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> I knew it couldn't be the 11th because I know that's my dear friend Vinny's birthday. Uh, sure. Well, you remember that one, though, don't you? I think. Unless it's the first. This pickle is bad up. luck. <laughs> okay, I am awarding you new rabbit's foot. Um, I keep a Nicolas Cage pickle in my pocket. <laughs> Alright, Nick, I am awarding you the Clockwork Orange coupon. This coupon allows you to force me to watch one television show or movie of your choosing. Okay. Total runtime must be under three hours long. And I will report back to the podcast with a detailed review. Ooh. Here is your clockwork orange force me to watch something torture Nico coupon. I know what I'm cashing that on. Okay. There you go. There's your coupon. Next question. Nick, we're going to start with you. When I was a child, one of my dream jobs, of course, the dream job is to be a game show host. Can you name my favorite game show host? Favorite game show host? Man, I idolized and adored. My hero. The North Star, of which still guides me to this day. My favorite game show host, Nick. Uh, man, there's so many good ones. So many. There really are. So many. Uh... Oh man, uh, Alex Trebek. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Is it Regis? Regis Philbin is correct! Wow. Really? <laughs> I would never have gotten there. The Regis. <laughs> I would have said Drew Carey before I said Regis. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker loves Regis. <laughs> I, I forgot that. about Regis. Yeah. I genuinely forgot about him. I almost didn't say, but then I'm like, oh, wait, he was a game show host. It's got to be Regis. I, th- I think of him as a talk show host. Sure. I don't think of him as a game show host. Yes. We're, yes. Were you surprised by me being able to answer that one? I, I mean, the fact that you knew that more than my birthday is quite telling, I would say, of our friendship. Yes, I would say so. And the things that we know about each other. So I am gifting you a very... <laughs> torturous coupon yes <laughs> perhaps the most torturous of all of the torture nico coupons Ooh. and you can read it right here all right 
uh, torture Nico coupon, of course. I will uh, accompany you and your significant other to a terrible activity of your choosing. Uh, options include, but are not limited to, oh, wow, shopping, county fairs, museums, boring dinner parties. <laughs> oh. I have uh, declined several invitations to events that I obviously would not want to do, and I'm allowing you the chance to redeem one such activity. The top one here is bad. Are you handing that straight to Abby? Yes. She will <laughs> She will be very happy. She's like, we have our own service. She will servant. be devious. <laughs> but she takes you to like a church fundraiser. Oh, goodness. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> like a soup kitchen. I mean, there's things I haven't. Oh, my God. <laughs> like an all-day event. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, feeding the hungry, Nick? God. It's your least favorite thing, feeding the hungry. <laughs> I hate the hungry. I fucking hate the hungry. Why don't you just fucking eat something? <laughs> Why are you poor? <laughs> Always complaining about how hungry they are. Just eat something. Eat some fucking food. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. So, Merry All Christmas right. on that one. Thank you. Uh, the next question goes, I think, to Adam first. Is that right? I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's my middle name? I got this one in the bag. Marco. <laughs> I don't know. That is my father's name, but yeah. no. Albert. Oh, it is Albert. Got it! It is Albert. Oh, I knew that. Got it! I knew that. Well. Damn it. Apparently you didn't. I knew that. Apparently, you didn't. Okay. <sighs> Nick. I steal from your fucking, uh, net, not Netflix, but all your, your passcodes. I know can, this. Can the next question be, what is your password to your Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Share it with the listeners. <laughs> Nick, the coupon is valid for one dinner date. You can... With the redemption of this coupon, force me to accompany you to a restaurant of your choosing and eat one item of your choosing on the menu. You're going to eat one item? Yes. And please go easy on me on that. That's the only thing I request. I will cover the whole tab within financial reason as well. Wow. There you go. That is huge. Damn. It's, it's that big. Is huge. It, it's perhaps the most generous gift I've ever gotten anyone for Christmas. Wow. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Next question. Please name for me the part of my body that is currently injured and unable to work out. I'm trying to think about how specific I need to be. Recently injured myself. Yeah, I, I know. No, I know. That I'm just trying to think of how... How familiar are you with the condition of my current body? That is the question. That is the nature of this question, Nick. Finger on your left hand. Adam. Fuck. Well, it's... Uh, well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's your back. It's got to be your back. You injured your back. Got it! Wow, yes! 
<laughs> really? Guess. What about, no, you had a finger thing. I did. <laughs> the finger's fine now that I threw up my back. I'm breaking down, Nick. Yes. I'm getting okay. old and breaking down. Thirties. Just the other day on Two Cents, you told me about your finger. It's true, yes. and that's now healed, and now my back is in throbbing pain. Okay. Wow. I can't believe I got that. <laughs> Another gift for you, sir. Give me that. Oh boy, I will. <laughs> I will channel my inner Paul Bunyan and accompany you outside. Options include, but are not limited to, camping, skiing, hiking, surfing, <laughs> hunting, kayaking, canoeing. Okay, this, this is pretty good. You have until the end of the year to figure out how to redeem that. All right. Well, you're making, some of these, I see where you're going. I see what you're trying to do. You forgot one, though. You forgot a, 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 a very important one. That's called uh, rock climbing. Fuck. So we're going to have fun. Shit. <laughs> As long as you pack the lunches. <laughs> you get no rush from bowling, Nika. We should do some rock climbing. Well, you got to remember, rock climbing is not an outdoor activity unless you're climbing real rocks. I guess. It's got to be, well, yeah. well, that could be even worse. Because I'll, I'll do indoors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that passable? Does that meet the yes, criteria? That, I think that, but yes. If there's a window, I think. Okay, good enough. <laughs> Does spelunking count as indoors or outdoors? Ooh, spelunking. <laughs> I guess it is. Spelunking counts as Adam goes first. That's what spelunking <laughs> is. And I get stuck. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final coupon goes to whoever can answer this question correctly first. Adam. Mm-hmm. How many fantasy football championships did I win this season? As we know, fantasy football concluded two days ago, this past Sunday. I'm in at least one league with you, so you'll know the results of that league, but I'm in several others. How many championships did I win? Three? Do you think Adam actually knows the results? Adam, do you know who won our league that you're in? Uh... <laughs> there was a group text sent out. I, I don't I don't respond to group texts, though. We know. This. <laughs> I mean, we know. We never record this podcast on time. Uh, three is my number. Three is incorrect. Nick. Zero. Correct! Yeah. That was Which nice. I think is the same as how many you've won ever. Yeah. I was going to guess. That. I think I've... No, I didn't win the two cents one, did I? Maybe I won a two cents one a couple years ago. <laughs> Oh for five this year, gents. Oh for five. Yep. <laughs> uh, Nick, the final torture Nico coupon goes to you. It's titled "Make Me Quit a Vice." Oh no! You can choose one of the following bad habits that I must give up for thirty days. I must give up one of these habits for thirty days: alcohol, gambling, McDonald's French fries, or another of your choosing. Thirty days. I have to give something up, remove a vice at any time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Wow. That's not bad. There you go. These are all gifts that are also like very much about Nico. So Right. Yeah. I mean. His favorite kind of gift. Are there, is there really, any other kind? It ain't really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, I'll report back on all of these, of course, as they happen. My dad and I might end up going skydiving, Nico. So. Oh, <laughs> This might be a little too far. That's definitely outdoors. <laughs> that, that is. <laughs> so we're going out planet. We're we're get we're getting out of here. <laughs> we're going out atmosphere. Adam, you realize you have the potential 
to get matching tattoos with you, Abby, and Nico, right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. As your couple's activity, the three of you. With Taddy's ninth annual With Taddy Awards, anything that we watched and reviewed over the past 365 days is eligible for a Taddy, even if it is not nominated by the nominating committee. If you would like to make your concerns known and insert your own nominee to the category, or if you want to override everyone else's vote and choose your own winner in that category, hit the veto button. It is a virtual veto button for Nick. It is a physical veto button for Adam and I here. Yes. You get one veto throughout these, I believe, 13 categories, and you may not use it on the final category, the thing of the year. That must be a consensus vote. Everyone understands how this works, right? Yes. I believe you can veto a veto since you only get one. I thought you can't that's veto your choice. a veto. That's I your choice decided, if you want to yeah, waste it. Can't. I thought that seems a little... <sighs> Nick is always pushing to veto a veto. I don't think we've ever done that before, but I'm open to changing things for 2024. It's up to you guys. We generally don't do it. That's fair. So... No, let's throw it in. Let's throw it in this year. Veto, yeah, veto. Give yeah. an experiment with this yeah, one. Yeah, let's experiment this year and see how it goes. Oh, boy. Yeah. But, like, you know, we, if we all just wait until the last category, that kind of sucks. Whoever presses the button last. <laughs> doesn't yeah. exactly make sense. Yeah, so don't do that. <laughs> don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, there you go. Ugh, what do we got here? So we have the Good Afternoon Award for Most Quotable Quote. Tina, bring me the axe in Mommy Dearest. I hate this shit. Uh, how the fuck do you say this? We're on bullet point number two. So, uh, it's going to get way worse from here, Adam. If you can't handle this one. See if I can get it. Wait for the fucking word salad coming in about a half hour. <laughs> so one clown said... Something and then another clown said something, but the real clown here is you, Pinocchio, because you believe them. Pinocchio, a true story. Well done, an excellent John Heater impression. You're, if you, I do say something, that was right. really good. You're very, you're very welcome. Yeah, specifically John Heater as a horse. Right. By the way, I, I hope you you picked up those little details. Oh, I, I thought that went without saying. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was obviously a horse. Obviously, yeah. What else could it be? <laughs> Uh, and you accuse me of being a player Well, you're the one playing games, Kelly. You know what? Game over. <laughs> I hate great that line dialogue. so much. It's great writing. <laughs> from Justin to Kelly. It's one of the quotes of the year from yeah. Justin to Kelly. It's all right. It's okay. There's something to live for. Jesus told me so. American movie. There you go. I got the that. Uncle. was pretty solid the reading. call from American movie. I knew that one. How many languages do you speak? Five, actually. Well, I speak one. One, zero, one, zero, zero. <laughs> the core. <laughs> okay. Okay. Love that hacker. Character. Okay. <laughs> Sit the fuck back down. Sympathy for the devil. Cage. Pretty good. In the diner. Pretty yeah. good cage. Yeah. Pretty good cage. It's, it's okay. I, I did what I could. For a minute there, I thought we were talking about... Fucking mask! <laughs> Vanilla Sky. Was that pre-planned? Fucking mask! No, that's me. I'm doing that. That's all me. <laughs> Fucking mask! 
<laughs> Love it. Great cruise. Um, you created it all so you could become immortal. Why? To live forever. House of the... I don't even know who the hell said that. To live forever! Oh. <laughs> I'm a fan of man. There we go. Yeah. Devil's advocate. Yeah, devil's advocate. Your Pacino could use a little work. I don't know. Your heater is better than Pacino. I'm a fan of man. There, there it is. is. Hoorah, baby. Yeah. Hoorah, That's how he says Nick. it. Pretty good. Ah, uh, this one. Here we go. Last one, guys. Everyone makes mistakes. That's why they put erasers at the end of pencils. Best Christmas ever. Brandy. Brandy. Some wisdom. Put that on a fortune cookie. Yeah. All right. Well, most of these can be thrown out. You <laughs> <laughs> kind of agree. I think American Movie. Really? Has got a pretty solid spot there. Oh, I th- okay. I thought you were going to cross it out. No, oh, no, yeah, I like no, that. No, 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 I, no, I agree no. with you. I think yeah. I think American movies pretty solid. Yeah, I do like. I'm a fan of Man, by the way. Uh huh. Um, I think that is a clear, clear top contender. Yes, okay. Devil's Advocate. I also think Vanilla Sky, top contender. <laughs> I've been could, waiting my whole life to give it this award. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. it seems it's almost the the shoe in. Well, I mean, here's the thing: how many of these do we have on the soundboard? Right. That's right. Tina, bring me the axe. That is a funny one, but I don't know if it's the winner, but it is funny. Listen, there's going to be more chances to award Mommy Dearest. Um, I thought you were going to be pushing for Devil's Advocate a little more aggressively, though. This has traditionally been our best screenplay category. We don't have a best screenplay category, but this is our opportunity to award good screenwriting. And Tony Gilroy just fucking writes the shit out of that movie. There's some incredible monologues. If you remember the Eddie Barzoon monologue is a great one. The world is full of Eddie Bazoons. It's true. A lot of great lines, and that is one of the best ones. So, yes, I'd be open to it. I'd definitely be open to it. Mm. I need to go with the fucking mask, though, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got to be me. I am kind of leaning towards the mask. I got to yeah, be yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. As much as I don't like that movie. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it is the line, isn't it? So the clown said something, and another clown said something, but the real clown in here is you, Pinocchio, because you believe them pretty fucking sweet it it yes uh you know house of the dead had a bunch of them that's the one that i went with i feel like you also could uh went with isn't it nice to know somebody wants you for your body <laughs> you know things like that there were a number of good lines in house of the dead you could quote that whole movie though that whole thing is one dumb line it's yeah. just uh sit the fuck back down i don't feel like it's the line it's more the cage performance there yes i agree well i kind of feel the same with the i'm a fan of man line if i'm honest with you i i agree with that i agree with that and I feel like the for a minute there, I thought we were talking about a fucking mask. I mean, the setup, the delivery, not just the delivery from Cruz, but I, I just think the actual the, the joke is there. It's a solid fucking it's line. Solid. <laughs> Can we do so, the mask? Yeah. I'm fine with Let's the mask. Do it. I think I think we're in agreement. Yeah, I'm OK with that. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I thought I'd have to fight you on that one. A soundbite that's been living on the board for years. We awarded the soundboard here. Is yeah. what we just did, which I'm okay with. Uh, all right, Nick. Uh, I'm going to go to you next for the next award. Oh, my! one of my favorites. We have the ninth annual Buscemi Award. Of course. For Best Supporting Actor. Prior winners of this award, I, I will note for the record here, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Tony Todd for Candyman. <sighs> Keith David and They Live won this one year. John really? Voight, Gary Busey. Oh, 
Wow. Uh, Buscemi himself won this award. The Fox from Antichrist. Oh. <laughs> a lot of great winners of this award in the past. So it's a competitive category. Wow. John Heater as Tybalt, the talking horse that can actually talk because this is a true story. <laughs> from Pinocchio. A true story. You ever seen a nose grow in front of you? <laughs> I haven't. We have Charles Grodin as Jim Harrison from Ishtar. Burgess Meredith as Don's dad. The horse slash the reincarnated horse fly from Hot to Trot. Uh, yeah, I forgot that he was a horse and a horse fly. Right. Wow. He is. It's an incredible dual performance. Wow. First, he's got to be a horse. Then he's got to be a fly. I mean, like the range is just. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, how did he like lose so much weight? <laughs> Oh, we have Woody Bale Allen as Jimmy shit. Bond. Really do you do this on purpose every year? <laughs> no, you like, wait for me to start talking and never. you keep interrupting? No, I would never do that. Yo, there's some wacky bullshit on this one. <laughs> Nick, you bought me Midnight's on vinyl, dude. I don't want to fucking hear it, all right? <laughs> Woody Allen as Jimmy Bond from Casino Royale. I don't believe you were here for this. This was a Adam and Nico show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Woody just Allen? Those- yeah, Woody Allen plays uh, James Bond. I mean, of. in a star-studded cast with David Niven and Orson Welles and uh, a b- bunch of, you know, high-profile star. Peter O'Toole makes a cameo. Uh, That's right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Woody Allen could be my favorite James Bond. Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers, of course, of course. Yeah. We have uh, Stanley Tucci as Zimsky from The Core, one of our great Rob films of the year. The oh, Core. Yeah. Love that. One of our great Rob films. <laughs> yeah, we did not do with Rob. <laughs> right, but should have. <laughs> Oh, we got the dink, Peter Dinklage as Maurice from a little film called Tiptoes. <laughs> a little right, film, I huh? See what you did there, Nick? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Very good. <laughs> we have Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne slash Batman in The Flash, and as Raymond Sellers in RoboCop. We have Al Pacino as John Milton in The Devil's Advocate. Idris, ooh, Idris Elba and his shitty French accent in Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Oui, oui, bonjour. Michael Sarah, a.k.a. Old Man Sarah, and Nicholas Braun, a.k.a. New Michael Sarah, <laughs> as Trent and Brian Berg from Dream Scenario. They're going to share the award. Old Michael Sarah and New Michael Sarah. They have the same role in the same movie. They do. Let's they be really honest. Do. They'd split that one. They would. Can you imagine them both on a stage, like both holding a trophy together and trying to give a speech? They'd be like, hey, give me the award. Like, no, I don't want to give you the award. And they'd like slap each other over it and then it would be it. Like, like, like yeah. not very mad. Not like a Will Smith slap. No. No, no, no. no. Like, a, right. like a baby slap. Yeah. Yeah. They'd like start crying and then they'd be it. And the crowd starts throwing water <laughs> bottles at them. And, uh, Dude, that'd be sick. <laughs> We're uh, friends. <laughs> The Suicidal Penguin from Encounters at the End of the World. Not bad. He has gone insane. He's walking off to certain doom. It's one of the most profound things I've ever seen. He just walks off for no reason. That's it. He's gone insane. Into into a frozen hell. (laughs) Uh, We have Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias playing Chris Kringle from The Santa Clauses uh, Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. That's right. And we have Lutz Ebersdorf as Dr. Klimperer. From Suspiria. 
Only did that movie though, weirdly. Yeah, at like the ripe old age of eighty or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's at the ripe old age of a hundred and twenty years old because that's what that makeup looked like. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Lutz Eberstorf. He's a big theater kid in his youth, but then all of a sudden comes back. Was the character's name really Doctor Klemperer? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's the more ridiculous name—the character name Klemperer. or the fake name of the actor. Klemperer. What's Eberdorf as Dr. Klemperer? Is that a common German last name? Ebersdorf? No. Uh, (laughs) Or Klemperer. I'm not sure. I don't know. She went to fucking Venice and she's like, Lutz Ebersdorf is in this movie and he's great. Who went to Venice? Uh, That's right. Yeah. Good point. It was Lutz. Lutz. (laughs) It was Lutz. I predict some fights in this category. Lutz looks like the bad grandpa from Jackass. That's what Lutz looks like. Okay, listen, listen. I'm offended that the suicidal penguin is even on here. Why? It should not be because there's there's no acting there. It's all truth, Nico. It is what acting is true. That's true. That's true. But this goes beyond that, man. Okay. It's just a sad reality that that penguin is facing. Can I throw one out here that I actually think is a performance that is a standout in a movie that most people don't like but groden in ishtar is incredible yes he's good talking on the phones the multiple phones at the end of the movie he's and pretty... secretary of state and we have to sign these guys he ain't bad in that uh, i i don't think he's beating out tucci if we're just talking about like genuinely good performances and fair an, point you know fair point tucci's amazing in that movie yeah. so a movie i like i don't right. mind the core, the core is fun the core is very fun yeah. not good but fun yeah I just look at our, our past Buscemi Award winners, and I, I just see one of these people standing tall next to them, Peter Dinklage. I, I can't see it any other way. <laughs> You've made another short show. <laughs> said standing tall. <laughs> S- slip of the tongue, I guess. Just a, it's just a turn of phrase. <laughs> Don't mean to get short with the guy or anything. <laughs> no, no, I would never. Uh, <laughs> you gotta look them eye to eye you know and really yeah um, <laughs> you feel a little forced i don't know <laughs> uh yeah the dink really no not my choice no i don't think that would be my choice either just because i think there are crazier performances in that movie well my answer is pretty obvious it's got to be loots Lutz Ebersdorf. It's Lutz. It's got to be Lutz. I was, I've never seen him in another movie before. <laughs> never seen him since. But the impression he made on me in that movie is really quite indelible, guys. Pacino seems too obvious. Yes. Michael Keaton is the only redeemable part of RoboCop for me. Not Kinnaman, huh? You don't, you don't like Kinnaman in no, that one? No, we don't. Uh, Kinnaman will be brought up later. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I okay? bet Kinnaman is... We're saving him for later. Yes. <laughs> Kinnaman will be well represented on this podcast. Fantastic. Right? Fear not. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm good with Lutz. I'm good. With, I guess Suicidal Penguin, you're right. It's all truth. Let's not even go there. Uh, L- Lutz Ubersdorf, I'm, I'm fine with. Nick, are you okay with that choice? I don't love it. Now, in the past, we have been guilty of awarding the Best Supporting Actress Award to people that are not women. And so maybe this would sure. be a good way to balance the scales a bit in our ninth year. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know? <laughs> you know what I don't like about that, though? What? That. <laughs> um, I'd rather Stanley Tucci before Lutz. I'm good with that. Yeah. Tucci. I'm, I'm good with I'm for Tucci. Does Tucci not have a Wataddy yet? No, he doesn't. Stanley Tucci seems more of a Buscemi. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking at this now. Tucci does not have a... No, he does not. He does not. No, and there's no way he does. 
Oh, this is a no-brainer then, my guy. I'm sorry. Maybe, I, you know, I hope that we get more out of Lutz in future films. I don't think he's doing very well, guys. I think he's kind of sick. He's getting pretty old. <laughs> he does look kind of alien-like. He does. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Lutz might never get a chance to win this award again, but yeah. I think... I, could you realize, guys? We could have given it the oldest winner of the Best Supporting Actor Award at 156 <laughs> years old. Lucy <laughs> for story. The narrative is too good. At 225 <laughs> years of age. <laughs> Tucci, congrats! You went with Taddy. Damn, Stanley man. Tooch. Oh, sorry, Lutz. The big Tooch. I mean, he doesn't have a Wattadia. That's just crazy. I mean, it's just crazy talk. I know. I will now read the nominees for this year's Giamatti Award for Best Supporting Actress. Your nominees, Isabel Arjani for, as Shira Assel in Ishtar. Faye Seymour. Remember Faye Seymour? She was the most notable talking head in that documentary, The Raft, we watched this year. The one that, that proposed uh, perhaps that murder was afoot on the seven seas during that sex raft experiment. Virginia Madsen as Allison Rowe in Hot to Trot. Ursula Andress as Vesper Lind in Casino Royale, a movie full of notable supporting women. She stands above the rest, I would say. Yes, Rose does. Byrne as Diana in Knowing. Clara Calame as Carlo's mother in Deep Red. Spoiler alert, she plays a pretty major role in that movie. Charlize Theron as Mary Ann Lomax in The Devil's Advocate. Brandy Norwood as Jackie Jennings in best.christmas.ever, exclamation point. Margot Kidder as Barb in Black Christmas. Ramona the Chimp as Ramona in Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Penelope Cruz as Sophia in Abre Los Ojos and Vanilla Sky. And finally, Tilda Swinton as Madame Blanc and Helena Marcos in Suspiria. And Rebecca Deerhorn in Vanilla Sky. Tilda Swinton also playing a role in Vanilla Sky this year. That's right, yeah. Lots of Tilda Swinton performances. I wish there was just one more. You could have used one more in Suspiria? She acted her heart out, She though. did. Yeah, she, she really did. I say try harder, Tilda Swinton. That's what I say. <laughs> Lutz Ebersdorf is 305 years old. He was acting circles around her. Still trying to stand up and deliver his lines before his body literally, like, disintegrates. <laughs> disintegrates. Before it turns to ash <laughs> in front of our very eyes. <laughs> And you're here only like, doing two performances. Well, <laughs> you know, we have the potential here to really like show off our movie chops. Right. By nominating someone like Clara Kalamai. Yeah, some deep cuts, some real cinephile shit. Mm-hmm. Or another like Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn. That's another deep cut. Yes, it is. Yeah, Ramona the Champ, a really great performance there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would join the ranks, by the way, of Mary and the Dog, Dom DeLuise, Daisy the Sheep, Daisy the and Sheep. the Gargoyle from Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, as prior <laughs> winners of this sheep. award. Sheep, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I think y'all know what my vote here is. Well, I think we all see a clear winner and we're dancing around it. How do you not? I mean, how do you not? Hypnotizing, you know? Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> those ojos. Oh, those... <laughs> 
just hypnotizing. That was beautiful. That was oh. gigantic, <laughs> voluptuous ojos. Ooga. That's how you say eyes in Spanish. Hey, listen, Nick, you have not seen Ferrari yet, but Adam and I have seen the film Ferrari and Penelope yep. Cruz. I mean, incredible, but also still quite fetching. Can still fucking get it. Very true. In her 40s. Like, unironically, though, best performance on this list twice in a row. Thank you. Probably. Thank you. Will Vanilla Sky take home two with Taddy's in might, the first three categories? It might have it to. It might take home a lot more than two. Is Vanilla Sky running the table? Is this an everything, everywhere, all at once? Oh, S- sweet. <laughs> it looks like it's, uh, we're, off to, we're off to a good start for Vanilla Sky. I don't know. I'm okay with it. Well, Adam, he, hear me out. You could veto and give it to her just for Abre Los Ojos, and you could mess up the stats. Yes, I could. <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea. Not a you bad could idea. do that. Yeah. You could take an award away from Vanilla Sky and just give it to her for one film. Or you could just give it to her for Ferrari and call it a day. I wouldn't know? mind doing that either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could just do that. Give her all the awards for Ferrari. Give her best director for Ferrari for all I care. Totally. Uh, best writer. <laughs> best and best everything. She's so good in that. Best best boy. <laughs> best best boy. Best gaffer. Very important. Might have to add that category at some point. Best best boy. Best. <laughs> I love it. Just nominate the three of us every year. <laughs> what if they just call it the bestest boy? <laughs> <laughs> and the bestest boy is what? You know, you want to fix the Oscars? You're worried about the ratings? Call us. <laughs> the bestest boy. We got it solved. Problem solved. <laughs> they bring forty up- million viewers a year. Gonna watch the bestest boy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Penelope Cruz, Vanilla Sky, no objections. No. All right. Vanilla Sky, two awards. Amazing. Here we go. Next category is the Waters Award for Excellence in Music. So here we go. The never-ending barrage of flash mobs and corny musical numbers in From Justin to Kelly. Duke Mitchell serenades the natives. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty write a song better than, than Bridge Over Troubled Water. Ishtar. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. <laughs> Casino Royale. The 30 Seconds to Mars closing credits needle drop. The core. The fray j- j- jumps us back to 2008. Jumper. Oof. It's think, get- what's the song? Uh, uh, Look After You, I think. Uh, the script stinks, but can I interest you in some cool dancing? Murder Rock, Dancing Death. The only notable thing about that movie was the dancing. That is true. Pretty good dancing. The Goblin Score in Deep Red and Suspiria, 1977. Ooh. Tom York Score, Suspiria, 2018. Nick Cage sings I Love the Nightlife in the Diner, Sympathy for the Devil. Cameron Crowe forces the audience to listen to his record collection, Vanilla Sky. And finally, the corn-style original song kicks in mid-fight, <laughs> House of the Devil. Uh, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach, uh, he did the score for Casino Royale. Yes. And it is wonderful. It is the best thing about the movie. It is an iconic score for a mediocre movie. A and mediocre movie? At, at, <laughs> <laughs> am I giving it too much credit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, he, that is the reason why he appears in Austin Powers. Yes. Because of his work on that movie. 
Uh, I'm good not giving Leto anything. So 30 seconds to Mars closing credits needle drop. I think we can cross that one off. I think we can. Uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty, that song, Dangerous Business. Telling and, the truth can be dangerous business. Can be a bitter... <laughs> <laughs> Paul Williams wrote that song. He did. It is an earworm. It's an earworm? I will admit, I have been listening to that song since watching the movie. I have listened to it many times. However, it's not available on like streaming service. Or, it never got a release. It's really? only on YouTube. You can only hear the movie audio on YouTube. Okay. And it's a great song. It is a great song. I agree. Um, no fucking way is the corn thing for House of the Dead getting in. <laughs> That I, as much as I like corn, it's the house of the dead, and they're dead now. They're alive, and they're killing you. That song sucks. Zombies. That song fucking sucks. I'm kind of torn right now. I I like the Goblin score in Deep Red and Suspiria, but it's like genuinely good, and everybody knows it. Right. I really love what Tom York's doing in the remake, mm-hmm. and I'm down for Burt Bacharach. Also, though, genuinely great. I'm looking through our list of films th- for the year. I mean, you got Happy Birthday to Me. The girl singing happy birthday to her. That's right. Yeah. Does. Happy that birthday. That is a musical moment of a sort. Yeah. It is featured now. Okay. Sure. It is in the film. Uh, listen, I mean, we already gave Tucci a lifetime achievement. I would suggest giving another icon a lifetime achievement and giving the Frey this award. No. I, I don't think so. Come on. <laughs> no. My vote's the Frey. I can go Goblin score. Your vote is Goblin. And your vote is for Burt Bacharach and Casino Royale. Yeah, I think it is. Burt Bacharach, Goblin, or The Fray? The problem is Nick hasn't seen Casino Royale. It's really good. Oh, man, I wish I... I That's a great I score. don't think I have the... You've the heard The Look before. of Love. Yeah, you've definitely heard that song. Um... Seven games, bonds at Casino Royale. <laughs> they came to save the world and win the gal at Casino Tell me this doesn't rip. I gotta be honest, guys. This isn't doing it for me. What? <laughs> not doing it for me. It's not. How is that not just like liquid joy? <laughs> it's in the same way that the Coca-Cola commercial at the end of Mad Men just doesn't do it for me. It's. Ooh. Don't like it. Not into it. He's in trouble. <laughs> He's got a redhead in his arms. <laughs> I'm full goblin score on this. <laughs> Running for our lives. What the hell? I'm good with Casino Royale. I gotta go Casino Royale too. I, I listened to that just now and I'm like, that's fucking sick. It's great. Come on. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> a little disappointed there. Oh. Yeah. oh, I'm very disappointed. It's it's a sad, sad win. The oh. great Burt Bacharach doesn't do it for Nick. That's That's like, that's the one. That is the one for me. All right. Nick. I have the pleasure of reading The Bunny in the Box for Excellence in Nicolas Cage. If Nicolas Cage as John Hostler in Knowing. He, he's obsessed with numbers. Yes, he is. He's good at decoding numbers. 
Like when he sees a date, he draws some lines through it, and it's like, that's a date. It's the only way to know. It's the only way to know. It's a movie about knowing. (laughs) That's right. It's like, what if a guy knew things? (laughs) What a crazy concept. (laughs) Most movies, the guy doesn't know know anything. anything, But this guy actually knows stuff. It's like, what if you knew and nobody else knew? (laughs) I like that movie. Numbers are cool. I like that movie. Oh, man. (laughs) Numbers rip. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to put that out there. Nicolas Cage as an AI-generated Superman abomination in The Flash. Is that true? Oh, Nick. Is it true? Yikes. Is it true? Oh, my God. Nothing has ever been more true. It's one of the worst (laughs) things I've ever seen in my life. Thank God you haven't laid eyes on that abomination yet. It is horrifying. He does get to fight his giant spider. There's a scene where the Flash goes into... What would you even describe that thing? It's, it, a, it's a multiverse. It's a multiverse, like, like globes. And yeah, he gets, thing. like, caught in between the multiverses. That's right, yeah. He exists, like, in this nether region between universes, and the universes start to collide. Yes. And these universes are embodied by these orbs. Mm-hmm. And in the orbs, you see George Reeves' Superman... You see Christopher, Christopher Reeves, Reeves, Superman. No, you see both. You see oh, that's George right. Reeves yeah, yeah, you do. Christopher Reeves, right? Yeah. Or George Reeves, Christopher Reeve. Both of them you see as Superman. And then you also see Cage, that classic story that was recounted in Superman Lives, or the death of Superman Lives. Yes. The John Peters forcing a giant spider into it. You get to see that giant spider. You get to see Nick Cage with the flowing hair. You see all of it. Nick Cage is in The Flash. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up. It's it's pretty horrifying, and it does not look like he consented to this. No, no, no. If way. I had to guess, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> we have Nicolas Cage as the passenger, or maybe the devil, or maybe just a dude from Boston, or that from Sympathy for the Devil. We have Nicolas Cage as Johnny Blaze slash Ghost Rider from Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, and last but not least, Nicolas Cage as Paul Matthews from Dream Scenario, Doctor Paul Matthews. Might be the first time a Watati nominee received a Golden Globe nomination on the same year. Mm, that's right. Nicolas Cage getting a Golden Globe nomination for the first time in 20 years for Dream Scenario. Wow. Best actor in a comedy. Where do we go with this one? Here's my take, personally. Yes. I, I would say a banner year for Nick Cage on this podcast. Uh-huh. I think these were actually very good selections. I think his performance in Sympathy for the Devil elevates that movie in a way that the rest of them don't. I could see a lot of people playing the Nick Cage role in knowing I could see actually a fair number. We were talking about Adam Sandler playing this role in dream scenario. I'm curious to see that movie. Maybe. And I'm certainly curious to see another ghostwriter. I don't know if I could watch that sort of mediocre crime movie without Nick Cage at the center and be entertained by it. Oh no. And he gets some incredible Nick Cage lines in that. He has the red hair. It's the cagiest, I would say. All the method that he goes through. I like. I. I don't know. I think I'd go with sympathy for the devil here. Although I think Dream Scenario is probably technically the best performance. I would say he's the one elevating that movie too, though. Okay. More more than almost anything in that film. What are some past winners of this category? Yeah. Past winners of this category include Nicolas Cage. Uh huh. Nicolas Cage. Uh huh. And Nicolas Cage. Interesting. Um, so it's quite a run that he's on. Yes. <laughs> All I, great winners. I don't have that written down here. I'm sorry. He might be in for a fifth. <laughs> you think he can get this one? Unless we choose to give it to an AI-generated Superman. Oh, no. That's the upset. <laughs> you think ChatGPT is going to take the award from him for the first time? <laughs> you ready to... Are you... Listen. 
the entertainment industry has ceded so much ground to AI already. Should why is this a thing hold the fort? Why don't we just give in? Guys? Or should we just let's give just, in and say, you know, AI in. wins? <laughs> AI wins. <laughs> all and movies are better for it. Yes, that's right. All that amorphous blobby bullshit in the flash is what cinema has become now. And we should just give it to the AI-generated Nick Cage. This is where cinema's been going. It's what it was made for, really. Right. If it was all building to this point with AI-generated Nick Cage. Right. You know, it's fair. I will not vote for that. I will vote for Sympathy for the Devil. Your vote. I could go dream scenario. I want, uh, uh, I don't know, Ghost Rider. Well, thanks for making it more difficult, Adam. I welcome, appreciate that welcome. for forcing a deadlock. Um, I did not think he would pick that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, fuck it. I thought it'd at least be between the two of us, between Dream Scenario and... You know hmm. what? Change my answer. Make it the AI-generated Nick Cage. I cannot give Why the flash you? with Taddy. I can't do it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. I'm a big fan of this AI trend that's going on. I want all movies to... <laughs> Let's reward it. <laughs> Adam is a vociferous reader of AI-generated news articles. That's right. <laughs> That's you really enjoy. I mean, are you, you're reading uh, obviously an AI-generated piece of literature now too? Of course, it's really incredibly written prose. I love the humor. It's, it really gets me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, AI-generated jokes are the best jokes. It really is. They're really so funny. <laughs> They're really clever. <laughs> uh, it's dream scenario. You, I'll go with dream scenario, Nick. If you'd like, that's fine with me. It's it is one of his better performances of the last ten or twenty years. We're good with that. Yeah. Okay. No. No way. You're not going to veto. No, I'm not vetoing. But the, my actual oh. answer is oh. sympathy for the devil. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm with you. Good. Sympathy for the devil. Good. Oh. Good. <laughs> what was this? What was this? This tease, Adam. <laughs> I don't know what you accomplished there, but you <laughs> did something. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the Okay, so yes, all right. Every year, uh, of course, we award a Lifetime Achievement Award to someone that has contributed immeasurably to why is this a thing and the content that we produce every year. It, of course, is known as the Tommy Wiseau Lifetime Achievement Award. The first recipient of this award was Tommy Wiseau, who, by the way, has a new movie out called Big Shark, I don't know oh. if you, you saw that that is making the rounds at some movie theaters, so maybe we need to track down a screening and watch that movie. Is it good? I, I Yeah, I think actually getting a lot of Oscar buzz. You think so? Yeah, I mean... Last minute Oscar buzz? Yeah, there's a lot of FYC campaigns now going on, a lot of Q&As with Wiseau, you know, it was a... I think the Writers Guild might actually give it like a original screenplay nomination. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Finalist for the Golden Lion this year, I think. Ooh. You know, really big movie. He's he's working. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage, of course, was a recipient of this award in the past. Neil Breen, Vanessa Hudgens, John Waters, and Alejandro Hodorowsky. And this year's winner is one of my favorite documentarians of all time and someone that we constantly go back to the well on every documentary month. It's, it's Werner Herzog. Ah, uh, I love it. And in honor of our Lifetime Achievement recipient, a new award in his honor. Ooh. A new category, Nick. Wow. It is time for the Herzog Award for best performance by an inanimate object. <laughs> I'll read the nominees. The nominating committee here has really outdone themselves. 
The nominees are Dave Bautista's cute little glasses in Knock at the Cabin. They're so small. They're really they're tiny. And his they head are. is so big. Yeah, they're, they're puny. <laughs> um, Christina's wire hangers in Mommy Dearest. <laughs> No wire hangers ever. Uh, the conveniently placed basket of fruit. The core. Do I need to read any more? The peach. All right. We'll, we'll see what else we got. Bring a flamethrower to the peach. We'll see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the, the fucking doll in deep red. Uh, that stuffed fucking monkey. Best Christmas ever. I mean, a real competition there of what was the creepier inanimate object. The doll that comes flying in like it's possessed by a ghost in deep red. Or that monkey, which was basically Annabelle. Wherever that monkey went, doom followed. The monkey, because it's sustained throughout the entire movie. True. That's my answer. He's at the back of the seat. He's in the bed. He's, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Monkey Bob, I think is his Man, name. Many deaths attributed to Monkey Bob over the years. The baby carrier slash microwave, the flash. <laughs> Love it. You wear the microwave scene in the flash, Nick? No. Microwaving a baby? You're not, you're they not microwave aware. a baby. What do you mean? They put a baby in a microwave. Dings at the end. Why would they do that? It's because if you put babies in microwaves, it saves them from uh, immense heights. Right. Falling from immense heights. Oh, they don't turn the microwave on. Yes, they do. They, they just throw it, it out dings. a window. It, it dings. It dings. It dings. It dings. The implication is that the microwave turned on. <laughs> okay. Kate Beckinsale's lucky hat. Tiptoes. Oh, that's a good one. Idris Elba's crusty loaf of holy bread. A ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. The shish kebab, bejeweled needle, meat hook, ice pick, and various other murder weapons, this year's Jalo movies. Very good. And finally, Tim Allen's <laughs> incredibly important hot chocolate mug, <laughs> The Santa Claus's season two. The MacGuffin of the whole show. That's true. Wow. Wow. Stacked cast. Who will be the first ever recipient of the Herzog Award for best performance by an inanimate object? I feel bad not giving Batista anything so far. Batista will be back, by the way. Okay. We'll be back. Well, I am of the opinion that the core taught Nico about the popularity of fruit, <laughs> which was a big stepping stone in 2023 for Nico. I forgot about true. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. If we're talking performance, two objects really stood out to me. That fucking doll from Deep Red. It is good. I mean, God damn. I was talking about that movie with somebody the other day. Just about that scene. And Christina's wire hangers, those things really bounce around the screen. Hey, Beckinsale's lucky hat, though. Um, a major plot point as well. That's a lucky hat. Uh, listen, I think all good options. I will defer to you guys on this one. Um, but it seems like you're leaning fruit. I am, I am leaning fruit. Specifically that peach. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Nick, what are you leaning? I think I'll go the wire hangers. Oh, wow. The wire <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Veto button has Veto. been hit. <laughs> Adam Hall? Adam Hall hits the veto button, and your winner is. This is another tie. No BS, we got a tie. <laughs> and it goes to Abre Los Ojos and Vanilla Sky for the fucking mask. Wow. The literal fucking mask. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what you just gave Vanilla Sky another award. I willingly. Fucking <laughs> mask! Nico got the fucking doll, the stuffed fucking monkey, but he missed the fucking mask. The nominating committee, first of all. That's Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the fucking mask wins best quote. The quote referring to the fucking mask wins an award and the fucking mask itself wins an award. Yep. Wow. I mean, Vanilla Sky, just an absolute, an unstoppable freight train at this year's Wattatties. This is the story of this show. Amazing. Wow. Okay. There we go. Wins the inaugural inanimate object award. Unbelievable. Okay. The fuck the audience award for best podcast guests. Your nominees are some returning champs or at least some returning contenders. Maybe not returning champ. Definitely not returning champs. I think returning for his fifth time is Joe DeFeo for hot to try. <laughs> I think his fifth time as well. Maybe fourth. Rob made an appearance for River Wild. Mm-hmm. A staple of this category, one of the goats, Michaela's Pots and Pans for various podcasts. Oh. Still gets a nomination this year. Nick's new cat who keeps banging the microphone for various podcasts. She does do that. She's only been here for two months, Tilly. But has made her presence known on the podcast. Yes. Yes. There's, there's one other animal, by the way. Layla the cat who almost deleted the entire podcast on <laughs> Best Christmas Ever. <laughs> Nick's repressed adolescent memories in knowing push and jumper. <laughs> I, like I believe some vomit at some first dates. Is that right? Uh, not at those movies, but yeah, it reminded me of them. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And finally, Tommy two heads from ghost Rider oh, spirit of vengeance. Tommy two heads. What a guy. <laughs> what are we thinking gents? Why does he have two heads? <laughs> He's a conjoined twin, right? Isn't that okay. what we decided? Well, he's the conjoined twin. One head is Italian, one is Irish, and he's a gangster. I guess so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> They're constantly bickering. Right. Constantly fighting about, yeah. It's not between two for me. I think, uh, of course, Joe DeFeo. He's close here. He's his, close. He's fifth time the charm for DeFeo. He's very close here. This might be his year. He brought a Bobcat Goldthwait movie to the program. Right. Does that deserve a best podcast guest with Taddy? I say not. Oh, and of course, we're not giving anything to Rob. No, yeah. I say better luck next year, you fools. Okay. No. There's a lot of cats. A lot of cats. It's down between three. Okay. What do we got? Because Layla made an incredible impression. What a debut. <laughs> what a debut. Layla hovered her paw over the record button for the entire podcast and held our show hostage, basically. Layla took control of the show. Yes. And she's a cat. More so than Rob and Joe DeFeo ever have, <laughs> <That's> frankly. <true. laughs> We, we've uh, been more effective at reining them in than Layla. So I think we can cross off Joe now then. Yes. Good Joe. Sorry. Okay. Try again next it year. It was close though. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You're it was, gone. It was close though. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Val- <laughs> honest try. Honest I think honest maybe try. next year, honestly, if he comes back next year, really might be his year. Six time. Lucky number is six. Sure. He has to bring the goods though. Cross him off. All right. He's gone. He's gone. Rob, gone. Uh, Michaela's Pots and Pans. I would argue they had kind of a down year this year. We just got a bunch of new Pots and Pans. So, like, I would I would prepare for 2024. The Pots need to, like, destroy your countertop. Like, create a hole in it or something. Yeah. Explosive right. impacts. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping next year is the year. Okay. And so, what do we got? We're between Nick's new cat, Layla the cat, Nick's repressed adolescent memories, Not and Tommy bad. Two Heads. Not a bad one. I do like Tommy Two Heads, though. What's your vote here, Adam? Man, Layla killed it. As much as I love Tommy Two Heads. She almost killed it. Yeah, almost, almost did, literally. Uh, yeah. 
I'll vote. Actually, I'll vote first. I'm, I'm going to say Tommy Two Heads. Okay. That's, I'm fine with that one, too, yeah. by the way. I'm going to say I'm voting Tommy Two Heads. Yeah, I'll, cons- I'll, I'll compromise on Tommy Two Heads, of course. I mean, I was kind of leaning on Layla the Cat. Layla wins. Wow. Layla the Cat. Layla. <laughs> she almost deleted the episode. I mean, it's almost another lost episode, Lost to the Ages. Doing the Lord's work and deleting why is this a thing episodes, really. Doing her best. Doing her best. Trying her damnedest. Yeah. <laughs> was that another cameo? Just right there. Tilly, there she is. Wow. Tilly is screaming right now for her greenies. <laughs> she's upset. She didn't win. Yeah, she's contesting. She's, she's pissed off. She's, <laughs> she's storming out like. Stop <laughs> like, the fucking count. I just heard her say, Vito. Vito. <laughs> Vito, come on. Tommy Two Heads. Tommy Two Heads will return. Tommy too. Willie. Yes. Willie. Yeah, I'm sure will. The guy's really fucking How angry. do you think DeFeo is going to feel about losing to a fictional character? <laughs> that is true. DeFeo is a fictional character. Okay. So. Uh, All right. Uh, Nick, you, can you please read this category? All right. We have the Verinolti Award for Sexiest Scene. There's that wonderful knife-throwing scene in Santa Sangre. Oh. The whipped cream bikini contest from Justin to Kelly. Good one. Honestly, I barely remember. So, Whipped cream bikini contest? You don't remember that shit? <laughs> Must have not been that sexy. Honestly, a pretty forgettable whipped cream bikini contest in the grand scheme of whipped cream bikini contests. That's sad. Yeah. 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 Usually a thing you remember. This one awfully <laughs> forgettable. Uh, we have an insert semen joke here from The Raft. Ooh. Same semen. Pretty good. Semen. Nominating committee. Yeah, Pretty good. Semen. Oh, boy. We have Robert Crumb's fantasies about being Bugs Bunny's carrot from Crumb. Sexually attracted to Bugs Bunny. Robert Crumb. The secret agent shows Peter Sellers his credentials from Casino Royale. <laughs> More of a pun than a sexy scene, really, but <laughs> there are many sexy scenes in that movie. Yeah, there are. I mean, we could have really chosen. <laughs> yeah, isn't there a scene where a bunch of scantily clad women attempt to seduce James Bond and he like shoves them off or whatever? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like he's in a karate dojo. There's the weird fucking uh, slow motion pillow fight thing where he's like dressing up as a bunch of characters. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sexy scene, but we're going to go with Peter Sellers is showing some credentials. What about Woody Allen tying a woman down? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, and, that, and nude, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. That yeah, too. she's also nude. A lot of nudity in that movie. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Nick. Hayden Christensen and Rachel Bilson put the humper in Jumper. <laughs> I don't think you spell Jumper with an H, but all right. <laughs> put the humper in <laughs> It's a bit of a stretch by the nominating committee, to be honest with you. It's almost like somebody showed up early and I had to rush. The nominating committee had to rush these. Go ahead, Nick. Kate Beckinsale pulls a Gary Oldman and gets on her knees from tiptoes. Oh, my God. How is this the first time Gary Oldman's name has come up today? Oh, man. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. What the fuck is... What the f- what the <laughs> fuck is this nomination? <laughs> Hold on, there's more. Wait, there's more. Uh. We have the Coven plays with the cops. Kitty, kitty, kitty from Suspiria. It's the Coven, by the way. It's pronounced the Coven. <laughs> no, it's the Coven. No, it's the Coven. <laughs> the Coven. That's a different movie. 
<laughs> we have Tom Cruise says, holy moly, at the sight of Penelope Cruz's boobs mm-hmm. in Vanilla Sky. She, he wants to be a mole on her boobs. Remember that? It's a, it's a mole pun. It's a mole pun. Yeah, classic mole pun. Classic <laughs> mole pun. Very clear. Up there with the, the one from uh, Austin Powers. Yes. Right. Mole, 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 mole. <laughs> Up there with that. <laughs> okay, this is just a quote. So that's how it is in their family from the Hamiltons. <laughs> so hot, it might as well be Calamari from Possession. <laughs> that was a guest nomination, actually. Another member of, outside of the committee came up with that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 Oh, really? Right. Yeah. And, of course, the winner. <laughs> <laughs> the winner. Oh, wow. Uh, wet dreams and even wetter farts from dream scenario. <laughs> it sounds like you're you're reading these so quietly so your wife can't hear you. Is that an accurate? <laughs> you know, analysis I don't of what's like happening. Reading these out loud, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hot, it might as well be calamari. Well done to Adam. <laughs> oh, Adam came up with that one two minutes before the show started. I'm like, I need a squid pun for possession. What do you got for me? You're well I'm not sure that really like makes sense, but it's pretty good. I like the possession scene, by the way. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I know, I know you do. I also like dream scenarios, of course. Wet dreams and even wetter farts. Yep. Yes, yep. yes, yep. yes. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's between dream scenario and crumb for me. <sighs> crumb. Wow. Why? Oh yeah. Why? Crumb. Oh, I'm so yeah. against oh, that one. Ver- no. Because it's very naughty. It is very naughty. You're not wrong about that. Kate Beckinsale uh, sucking on the old McConaughey. Nothing there. Nothing there, guys. She takes a break from painting. McConaughey making a return. It's been a while. That's true. Mm. That's a great point. I, I thought. You've, you've convinced me. I thought so. We're down for a, a McConaughey resurgence. The McConaughey-assance. What was the last McConaughey? <laughs> <laughs> Forget the McConaughey. It's time for his dick to make a comeback. All these years we've had, later, we've had enough McConaughey. <laughs> Bring out the real star. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, listen, this is my favorite category every year. I'm good for anything. <laughs> like literally, like this cat. If this category is illustrated anything, I am down for anything. I'll go McConaughey. See, for me, I think like wet dreams and even wetter farts. I feel like that's just, it's right there. It's not bad. It's not bad. That scene was sexy. Yeah, sexy. (laughs) (laughs) That's my vote. I'm voting for the fart. It's not naughty enough. He doesn't go through with it, is the thing. Good point. It's not quite naughty enough. Good point. You know who does go through with it is Robert Crumb. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yeah. All right. Your vote is tiptoes. My vote is dream scenario. Nick, your vote is Crumb. At this point, yeah. Okay, I'll veto. I'll go to scenario. Really? Yeah, yeah. That was the scene of the year for me. Yeah, it was a great scene. That was okay. the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's my scene of the year. We were dying. I would go on McConaughey next, but I guess a veto well used. The McConaughey assance will have to wait for another year. At least he was considered. Right. It's nice to be nominated. Nice just to be nominated, sure. Uh, okay. Uh, Nick, you're the only one with a veto left. That's dangerous. Use it wisely. Three awards left. 
Adam is here to present the Cinder Award. <laughs> <laughs> the typo still hasn't been fixed. Uh, the best director. <laughs> Cinder Award. Yes, 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 yes. Y'all see Rebel Moon yet? No, did you? No. Rebel Moon Part 1, is that right? Yes. It's got like a very convoluted subtitle. Yes. It's just Rebel Moon Part 1. Yeah. No, it's, it's Rebel Moon colon Part 1 dash A Child of Fire. What's the second one called? Is it also... Part two, A Child of Fire? It's the Teenager of Fire. No, uh, part two, The Scar Giver. I guess they've already been filmed. Back what about back. part one, Scar Giver? No, no, no. It's The Child of Fire. I, I don't understand. I'm not picking up what you're putting down, but it's okay. <laughs> it's movie title, part one, subtitle. Okay. And then the second movie has a different subtitle. Adam, what 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 is what did read the title there? Does that make sense to you? No. <laughs> Rebel Moon. They have like lightsabers in that movie. Yeah, is that do. what's going on? Yeah, it's a like a blatant Star Wars. Is it off. based on anything? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe it is. I don't it's know. just Zack Snyder being like, I can do lightsabers too. I think so. Supposedly they are terrible. Well, the first one is terrible. At least maybe they'll turn it around by the second. Oh, one. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right, here we go. go. The the Cinder Award for Best Director, Alejandro Hodorowski for Santa Sangre, M. Night Shyamalan for Knock at the Cabin, Elaine May for Ishtar, Mark Borcher for Colvin, Werner Herzog for Encounters at the End of the World, Dario Argento, Deep Red and Suspiria, Cameron Crowe, Vanilla Sky, Uwe Ball <laughs> for House of the Dead, uh, Neville Dean and Taylor for Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, and of course, Bob Clark for Black Christmas. Always down to give Vanilla Sky another Wataddy. Mm. And Cameron Crowe, one of my guys. Mark Borchard, though, poured his heart and soul into Coven. Problem is, we didn't watch Coven this year. That is true. True, but he did direct in the documentary that we watched. We watched him direct. He sure did. And he did a damn good job at it. No, I'm going Argento, I think. Yeah. Argento did supply us with a lot of content for Jalo July. He sure did. And we thank him for it. Uh huh. Are you going to argue for Uwe Ball in this one too? Well, I'll, I'll get there in a second. Oh God! Uh, yes, he is, guys. <laughs> prior winners of this award: Tommy Wiseau, Louis C.K., Louis C.K., Neil Breen, Werner has won this award in the past. Tom Hooper, John Carpenter, Hodorowski, and Rob Zombie have all won this award. That's so right. Shyamalan. I, I vetoed into Rob Zombie. I believe. Yes, I know. Yes. Uh, Shyamalan has not won one, so this I, I feel like we can give it to him for a better movie than Knock at the Cabin, though. Yeah, at some point in the future, yes. You know, my choice is actually, just because I think it was so slept on in her day, but Elaine May, that's my vote. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bob Clark. Bob, yeah, not bad. Obviously, right? I feel like there might be a Porky's movie or two in our future, though, and we might get a chance to award him at another time. I have a feeling that those movies won't do to us what Black Christmas did to us. Or what Baby Geniuses did to us. Ooh. Oh, baby, Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, though. That is an option. Did he also do that one? Yes. Wow. The problem with this category is I feel like this should be to a veteran. This should be to a Wittat. Are you telling me Bob Clark's not a veteran? Not of Wittat, no. I feel like these other guys... Well, if anything, he's been a blind spot to us. True. That's not a... And and similar to Uwe Boll, by the way, who I feel like might have many more of these to come. 
We were talking about doing the Super Bowl this year, weren't we? Oh, no, yeah. Right. We were, yeah. Right. Oh, God. Neville Dean and Taylor also don't have an award. Hodorowski did get an award? Yes. Yeah, okay. You know what? I'm changing my vote. Yeah. No, Neville Dean and Taylor. Yes. Neville Dean and Taylor like, ran wild with a fucking superhero piece of IP. I don't feel right giving it to them for this movie. This is like his departed. That's that, that's where Nick's that's what's happening with Nick right now. Like this isn't even their best direction. I kind of agree with it's you. It's not though. crank. It's not crank. True. I'm kind of I'm kind of there with you. I honestly think my my honest to god opinion is that Bob Clark's if we do him again, it's not going to have the same magic for us. It's going to feel so silly that we're going to be like, "Eh, are we seriously going to watch a Porky's movie and be like, "Whoa, that was like no, we're not." As People look back on the Wattatties 10 years from now, and they're right. going to be like, Bob Clark? I agree. For that one? I agree. I agree with Adam's analysis there. And then they're going to rewatch Black Christmas, and they're going to go, that's why. Or the- <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's, it's possible. I'm still on Argento. I got to go with Argento. Um, um, uh, Nick, let's coalesce around a, a single person here then. No, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm all right with Argento. I can maybe pull a Shyamalan. Um, yeah, how about Borchard? I don't know. I can go with any of these. Borchard, Bull, <laughs> Neville Dean and Taylor, Elaine May, I, and Cameron Crowe. I accept all five. I can't go with Borchard because we didn't actually watch his movie. Okay. I'm good with any of those. Pick one of those. And I struggle with Uwe Bull because I think he's a hack. He is a hack. And, we'll pro- right. and Tommy Wiseau's not? No. No, he believes it. But he, yeah, totally. <laughs> he, believes. he believes in himself, man. <laughs> That's true. He's just a con man that like directs movies for the tax write-off. Yeah, That's a good point. That's true. Who would, you, would your second choice be? Maybe I could swing Neville Dean Taylor, but I don't love it. I could maybe go Argento, but I don't love it. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I... We're forcing Nick's hand here. Hit your fucking buttons. Be I done with it already. I, I get, he's not. No. He's he's refuses. Oh, what the hell? Well, then I'm not giving him Bob Clark out of spite. Then if he's no. not going to hit the button, no, no, no. I don't want it for this category. Oh, God damn. I know there's another. I'm, ca- couple I'm categories, breaking so. my midnight's vinyl in <laughs> half right now out of spite. I know there's another couple categories, and I don't think I want to use it on this one. Uh, okay. What does the lavender edition even mean? I don't even know what that fucking. It's oh, just the color of the, the color of the color of the, the vinyl. record. That's pretty sweet, actually. You want the lavender edition? Yeah, it's, it's a purple vinyl. It's pretty, the better edition. It's pretty fucking sick. Uh yeah. I, I'll I'll go with. Um, I'll go with. Uh, see, why can't we just do Borchard? Because it's that guy was gold. Because we, we didn't do COVID. We didn't do COVID. We did fucking American movie. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, fine with Argento then. That's fine. I don't wow. love it, but I'll I'll go with it. All right. That's that's. I'm much better with that one. I okay. Think. Dario Argento, Deep Red and Suspiria. Yeah. That way. Probably my third pick. If I had to. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, two awards left, mercifully limping to the finish line here. Well, well, uh, let's see. Three awards left, right? Oh, three awards left, right. Two can be vetoed by Nick. Uh, if you don't mind, sir, will you please read the next category? We have the Affleck Award for Best Actor. Holly Shore as Pinocchio from Pinocchio, A True Story. Dave Batista as Leonard, Knock at the Cabin. Justin Guarini as Justin from Justin to Kelly. Uh, Robert Crumb as himself from Crumb. Bobcat Goldthwaite as Fred P. Cheney from Hot to Trot. Is that his name? Fred P. Cheney. David Niven as Sir James Bond in Casino Royale. 
Gary Oldman as Rolf in Tiptoes. <laughs> Joel Kinnaman as the driver in Sympathy for the Devil, and Alex Murphy in Robocop, Adam Brody as Trevor from The River Wild, Tom Cruise as David Ames from Vanilla Sky, Sam Neill as Mark from Possession, and finally, Lou Diamond Phillips as Sherrett Emmett Kimsey in Bats. Oh, boy, this really feels like the Oscars where they just keep naming <laughs> nominees and you're like, holy shit, is this over? <laughs> Especially when just like the Oscars, about half of those nominees can be thrown away <laughs> right away. It's here. Here's where I'm at, because half the nominees can be thrown away. But then the ones that are sticking around are tight. This right. Is, this is a tight one. All right. Give me, give me your top three. How about that? Fuck. OK, um. I'll give you my top three right now. It's Batista, Gary Oldman, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, that's my top three. Whoa! Yeah, that is my top three as well. Yeah. That's a tight race at the top, man. That's it. Yeah, that's it for me, too. I agree. I, I think you're right. Pauly Shore, enough of you. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Just become a real boy already. Uh, <laughs> Justin Garini now. Uh, the, no, no, no. Crum, uh, uh, it's okay. We, I think we went over. Didn't Crum just win the sex award or something? No, the he sex didn't. award. Whatever. He, he, almost did. Almost. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That Robert Crum. Uh, Bobcat, Bobcat, Goldthwait. No, no, no. Uh, David, David, nah. Adam Brody in River Wild. Uh, hell of a character. Hell of a character. Great but. psychopath. Just an absolute evil, maybe the most <laughs> evil character of the year, but no. Maybe. Cruise, enough of Vanilla Sky already. Sam Neill, good in that movie, but no, not quite what we're looking for here. And Lou Diamond Phillips, no. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the top three. Uh, this was kind of the year of Kinnaman for us. It was. So I think if we are picking an award that is most indicative of the year that was 2023 in Watat. Kinnaman Toast Crunch has to be at the top of that list. Listen, some momentum for Joel Kinnaman would be good for you in the coming year. That, oh, that's right. Nico made a prediction. Oh. On two cents, I did, yeah. About Kinnaman. I did. That he will become the face of a major franchise this year. Oh. That was one of my predictions, my 2024 predictions. So some momentum from the Wittaddies might help get him that role. Kind of don't mind giving him the award <laughs> now bear in mind giving him the award means we will be snubbing dave batista and gary oldman do you want to talk about gary oldman at all sure let's talk about it yeah because uh do we feel good about giving him an award i think this? it's a good performance in an indefensible movie one of the worst movies ever made <laughs> i think it's a truly mind-bogglingly bad movie <laughs> misjudged in every way yep with a performance that is i think admirable I would agree. Uh, he's on his knees. He's playing a little person on his yeah on his knees. He's got like sneakers on his kneecaps. Now, well, I okay. I his arms are still long, and he's and his torso is huge. I did not buy him as a little person. Certainly not. No, but <laughs> it'd be a little hard to do. Uh, he did the best possible version of that performance you can imagine. Well, according to the Dink, this is true. Right. Only one of these three has not succumbed to the Apple TV money. Um, is that Joel true? Kinnaman and Gary I guess are Batista's both... not on an Apple TV show. I guess that's right. No. He's on plenty of Disney Plus shit, though, these days. Uh. And I would argue Oldman and Kinnaman are actually propping up Apple TV Plus like friggin' Atlas in the Greek myth. Like, I mean, it's truly... 
They're doing incredible work on that network. <laughs> You're not wrong. I would not lose that for the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the year of Kinnaman. My vote's Kinnaman, although I'm, I'm with you on Oldman, and I think Batista legitimately might have been given the best performance of all of these. So, and any are fine for me. I mean, I'll take Kinnaman. 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 Uh, Nick, you, this is your last chance to use a veto, so this choice is basically yours. It is the Tim Curry Award for Best Actress. Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest. <sighs> Kelly Clarkson as Kelly from Justin to Kelly. Hillary Swank as Beck in The Core. Dakota Fanning as Cassie Holmes in Push. I believe she gets intoxicated in that movie. Some drunk 14-year-old shit in that movie. Kate Beckinsale as Carol in Tiptoes. Always has her lucky hat with her. Falls in love with Gary Oldman. Dakota Johnson as Susie. Don't call her Suze. In Suspiria 2018. You also got Jessica Harper as Susie Banyan in Suspiria 1977. Isabella Arjani as Anna and Helen in Possession. Dina Meyer as Dr. Sheila Casper in Bats. Should have had an exclamation point at the end of that. Here's a movie that actually has an exclamation point at the end of it. Heather Graham as Charlotte Sanders in best.christmas.ever exclamation point. Olivia Hussey as Jessica Bradford in Black Christmas. And Melissa Sue Anderson as Virginia Wainwright. Anne Thomerson and Anne Thomerson as Virginia Wainwright, I think, in Happy Birthday to Me. <laughs> I think so. I'm not totally, I can't correct you. Crazy twist of a movie. Hillary Swank is Beck. That's my choice. Swank. To cross off first? Yeah, I agree with that. No, she's, she's, she's a clear winner. <laughs> clear winner. It's wrong to snub Faye Dunaway. I mean, it's just the most Watati performance ever. There's a bit of me that's also like, fuck that, though. It's an iconic bad camp Yeah, but, but like, like, fuck giving her this award. No. No. I ain't about it. It's the performance. But I'm not about it. It's the over-the-top bad performance exact, in all of movies. Exactly. Exactly. Hence why I'm not about it. I agree with you. Okay, cross <laughs> it off. <laughs> Actually, this is all Nick's decision anyway. But True, but we, for pen, our, pencil that off. Yeah. I guess I should look at the rest of the films, too. And I, I don't mind Kate Beckinsale as Carol. Never mind Kate Beckinsale in any context. No, no absolutely not. Isabella Johnny is amazing. The convict, right? Isn't she going to jail? That's right, yeah. For like tax fraud or <laughs> yeah, something? Exactly. That's right, yeah. Free Isabella Johnny. She can take this one to jail with her. Leave her alone. <laughs> Nick, this is your choice though. So what do you think? Sure. Yeah. Keep talking. But <laughs> he's gonna let <laughs> Well, Nico, we'll come to a decision and then we'll see how Nick feels. All right. About who, oh, who are endorsing? I yes, see. yes, um, yes. Yeah. Let's um I'm I'm okay, so I'm leaning towards a Johnny. And Beckinsale right now. I'll second that. I'll Aj second Ajani as our, yeah. I mean, that scene in the subway so, enough, right? It's amazing. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, that would be my choice as well. Although I do want to tip our cap to perhaps the best ending of the year and happy birthday to me. Yes. With that just batshit crazy performance. Completely, oh, yeah. Completely I agree. love that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Thanksgiving, by the way, has a very similar third act to happy birthday to me. It was uh, Eli Roth. I, I think I mentioned this when we did the podcast, but Eli Roth recently was on an episode of the video archives podcast with Quentin Tarantino talking about American Jalos and happy birthday to me was one of the movies that they talked about oh. because Eli Roth is a huge fan of it. Wow. Yeah. So there we go. I, I, I think that's obviously a, 
Yeah, an homage. I'm going to do us a favor. Veto. Boom, boom, boom. Veto button. You missed one. The nominating committee missed one? The nominating committee missed one. Okay. One Matilda Lawler as Betty in the Santa Clauses. Not a lead actress. Doesn't matter. What do you I'm mean doesn't vetoing. matter? It definitely matters. She's not the lead. No, it doesn't. There's a supporting category for her. She wasn't in the supporting either. Right. What, you're saying I can't pick her because of that? Well, I mean, I suppose you... I mean, we have, we've been very did? vague about the rules. That's true. Um, but <laughs> you suppose I did, right? I mean, I, mean, I, su- I, could, I suppose I could you retroactively veto Best Supporting Actress? Who did we pick for that award? Penelope Cruz? I'm not. I'm not. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, there you go. So Penelope, so would you pick Lawler over Penelope Cruz? She would have been in the discussion, I'm sure. Who saves the day in that movie? I think it is actually. You're really going to tell me I can't pick Betty. I mean, I would strongly advise against it. Just blatant category fraud. (sighs) Blatant. It's not an award show without some category It's like Ethan Hawke putting himself in supporting actor for training day. It's like he's not the supporting actor in that movie. I'm blown away at your your disdain for this pick. I'm just... Listen, you reap what you sow. Posterity. Dakota Fanning. There you go. You happy? <laughs> no. Is that really the... What? Yeah. That's what? really... <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't believe you. What? <laughs> you picked a supporting actress for the lead category. She's in two episodes of the show. She's in every episode. Her, 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 spirit, her spirit is in every episode. It looms large, but... Did she get it for when we did the Santa Claus? I think Claus? she might have won it last year. No, actually, no, she did not. She did not? She did oh, not. Oh, no. well, that, that would make up for that. No. Dakota Fanning is not a good choice. It's, it's worse, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I know, but it's also who I'm picking. Not even in spite. That was my number one pick until I looked at the list. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my so, goodness. Dakota you- Fanning. <laughs> What the fuck Dakota is Dakota Fanning takes down an Wataddy. Uh, what a discipline. We're going to like what? and pushes on the board entering the final category. One yeah, of the- I'm not even like being like a jerk here. Like that was going to be the pick until I realized you forgot Betty. What the fuck Dakota Fanning? I think perhaps the worst choice of the evening, but we'll allow it. I would have taken Kelly. We move on. I would have taken Kelly. I would not have taken Kelly. Absolutely not. I would have taken just for shits and giggles over Dakota. We move on. Dakota Dakota (laughs) Fanning. Congrats to her. Oh, my God. I'm ashamed. Um, Don't be ashamed. Stick, stick, stick. I'm ashamed for this podcast at the dirt that just transpired, the the filth we just mucked through. (laughs) Must I remind you, you got me Midnight's The Lavender Edition. That is true. You're welcome again. Hey, I, I actually did get wonderful and thoughtful. Uh, the gifts. pickle is like, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to sl- sneak into your house tonight and steal that. This is a great pickle. I love that pickle. Okay, finally. <laughs> the Seriously, why is this a thing award for thing of the year? Your nominees are Mommy Dearest, Pinocchio, A True Story, Groundhog Day, Ishtar, American Movie, Hot to Trot, The Core, Tiptoes, Suspiria 2018, Vanilla Sky, Possession, and Ghost Rider, colon, Spirit of Vengeance. Thing of the year for Suspiria. My favorite movie of 2018 could potentially get <laughs> thing of the year. <laughs> I mean, if we're going by what swept the categories, Vanilla Sky, clear contender. Right. It's not the winner, though. Boy, Tiptoes, though. Wildly, wildly wrong. 
that is seriously why is this a thing, right? I, you know, we're forgetting Groundhog Day was a great pod this year too. No, no, I, I'm I hadn't gotten there yet, but I I have not. Forgotten. I was thinking about Groundhog Day too. Okay, I will say Ishtar uh, gets a lot of hype for a, as being a why is this a thing movie, but it's not. It's fine. Ishtar is fine. And by fine, you mean masterpiece masterpiece sure yeah that i think that was the word you were searching for there masterpiece it's funny because i thought you said fine but i'm sure the jitsi just cut out and you meant say no i said finally the perfect film right uh, yeah that's okay yeah that lag is kind of yeah. right yeah yeah the, the bit rate is a little yeah i i think we have to we have to go tiptoes, don't we? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's the wisest thing thing of the year, isn't it? It's like, why the fuck is that a thing? Of all of the things on this list, that might be the only one that I genuinely can't tell you why it's a thing. Right. I mean, it's just confounding. It's a baffling thing. In the truest sense, yes, it is the most wise. This is the thing. Yeah. Groundhog Day, though. Groundhog Day, yeah. It's a great movie. We put a lot of work into that podcast, too. Uh, what, is, what was your vote, though? Yeah, tiptoes. I think it's got to be tiptoes, it's right? tiptoes for me. I'm trying to find a way around. I mean, Possession was a really good podcast and a really dense movie that there was a lot to talk about. But I also think like a legitimately good movie and not really what we're looking for here. Uh, Ghost Rider, not the best Neville Dean and Taylor. If we're not going to give it to Crank, we're certainly not going to give it to Ghost Rider. No. Vanilla Sky? Vanilla Sky. Yeah, Vanilla Sky is a weird one. Of course. Uh, I mean, always an option. I'll give you some previous winners here. Pompadour, Thanks Killing. Birdemic, Mandy, The Owen, Ohio, The Counselor, oh, wow. The Holy Mountain, and The Book of Henry, all prior winners wow. of Thing of the Year. Yeah. I think Tip Tiptoes is slots right in there. Tiptoes is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen in my life. You know, the core, eh, whatever. American movie, I think one of the great docs of all time, really fun. I'm definitely between Tiptoes and Vanilla Sky, but I, I, can, I can go Tiptoes for sure. Tiptoes? Tiptoes, yeah. Tip-toes. yeah, yeah, yeah Sounds yeah. like consensus. Yeah. Thing of the year goes to tiptoes. Not bad. Look at that. Let's hear him one more time, Adam Hall. Oh, good lord! Let's go through these turkeys. The Buscemi Award for Best Supporting Actor went to Stanley Tucci as Zimski in The Core. Uh, the Good Afternoon Award for Most Quotable Quote went to. For a minute there, I thought we were talking about a fucking mask. From Vanilla Sky, of course. Uh, the Giamatti Award for Best Supporting Actress went to Penelope Cruz as Sofia in Abre Los Ojos and Vanilla Sky. Fucking <laughs> Why was Penelope Cruz on the supporting actress instead of the lead actress for that film? She's not the lead of that movie. Tom Cruise is the lead of that movie. But she's the, she's the lead actress. She's one love interest. Nick, if you'd of like to... Two? If you'd like to of adjudicate... Two? If you would like to adjudicate... Award season category fraud. I have a 20 point presentation and a very long thesis that I can read. I mean, I can do this for hours. I could, I can talk about Viola Davis getting best lead actress in fences. You know, I could talk about where does Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore belong this year in May, December. I can do this all day long, Nick. How far you want to go? I just want Matilda Lawler to win with Taddy. That's how far I want to go. Steve Carell and fucking, what's that movie? But the, the wrestler? Uh, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. He ain't the lead. Why is he getting a lead nomination in that movie? Top build, maybe? 
I think you need to be the the protagonist of the movie to get a best. That's lead your out. definition. Man. That's my definition. Because the Academy has not looked at it that way for a long time. It's just like right. wh- whoever the other the who's one. top billed, who's more famous, yeah. who's yeah. Right. I feel like if your if your name's on the poster, <laughs> Felicity Jones in friggin' Theory of Everything got a supporting that year. I think so. Alicia Vikander, a Danish girl, also got a supporting. She won supporting. Major category fraud. She the lead in that. I would say. Hmm. Did Meryl win Best Actress or Supporting Actress for Kramer versus Kramer? Supporting. Okay, that's that's. I would agree with that. Supporting. I would agree with that. Hopkins won lead for Signs of the Lambs. Yeah, that's he's in fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah. Riddle me this, Batman. But he should get that award. <laughs> yeah, that one actually kind of makes more sense. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, the Waters Award for Excellence in Music went to, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burke Bacharach from Casino Royale. There you go. Uh, the Bunny in the Box for Excellence in Nicolas Cage goes to, of course, Nicolas Cage as the passenger, or maybe the devil, or maybe just some dude from Boston. In sympathy for the devil. The Fuck the Audience Award for Best Podcast Guest went to Layla the Cat, who almost deleted the entire podcast <laughs> during our Best Christmas Ever podcast. Oh, the Herzog Award for Best Performance by an Inanimate Object went to The Fucking Mask. Fucking Mask! <laughs> In Vanilla Sky. Uh, the Very Naughty Award for Sexiest Scene <laughs> goes to Wet Dreams and Even Wetter Farts from Dream Scenario. <laughs> watch that movie if you don't understand what we're talking about. Great scene. I mean, there's not really much to understand. I mean, it's kind of what it says on the poster there. Yeah, it makes, makes perfect mm. sense. They don't know when it's coming, though. <laughs> They don't, they don't know when it's coming. Uh, the Cinder Award for Best Director goes to Dario Argento for Deep Red and Suspiria. The Affleck Award for Best Actor goes to Joel Kinnaman as the driver in Sympathy for the Devil and as Alex Murphy Hell yeah. in Robocop Kinnaman 2014. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Kinnaman. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? The Tim Curry Award for Best Actress goes to Mary Beth Lawler. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's actually Dakota Fanning as Cassie Holmes and Push. Ugh. Dakota Fanning. Ugh. And finally, these... <laughs> it's just terrible. It's, it's such controversy at I the just, Daddies this year. It's just like, what is, what is that? <laughs> Will What's, this age-old institution ever recover? I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Can't, I'm never going to watch the show again, guys. Uh, the Seriously, Why Is This a Thing Award for Thing of the Year goes to... Tiptoes. Tippy toe, tippy toe. There's your winners, everybody. And that's the Wataddies. Uh, thank you for all of the gifts, guys. I truly do appreciate it. Of course. Uh, Nick, if I did not see Adam's gift bag, I would have loved my gifts. Now I'm <laughs> going to burn them in a, in a <laughs> pit in my backyard. I need to hear all about Nico's uh, now troubled history with Taylor Swift. What happened? What happened to you two? I, I mean, I just consider her to be a major hack. I thought you guys were doing well. I thought it was it was going okay. You were, you know, you... I thought it was all too well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she finally invited you onto her beach, Nico. No, no. I her security uh, tackled me before I could get there again. Oh this time. wow. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you know, it, this this podcast really is like the last great American dynasty, and uh, <laughs> we had a marvelous time ruining everything. I love you guys. Thank you for another great year of Why Is This a Thing, and we hope that in year nine, we can live up to the very high expectations that we've set for ourselves. 
I, I think it's going to be even a better year. I thought this was actually a really good year of this podcast. Yeah. I, I, I think solid we, year. Yeah, I, I think actually one of our, our best years yet. A lot of fun. And um, what are we what are we doing next week? Well, I, this we are a bit free podcast, but Hodorowsky Hanuary looms large. Is there a way to do one of his movies? I don't know. <sighs> the Rainbow Thief. Rainbow Thief might have to be coming this week. That's an interesting. I'd love to talk. Have we about not that. done that? No, no. All right, Rainbow Thief next week. Let's do it. I'm down. And we love you, right? And that's yeah, it. Of course we do. Okay. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us again. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.